Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. A little later in the show, we are going to be joined by Washington Post columnist and former host of NPR's All Things Considered, Michelle Norris, who is going to talk to us about a speech she's giving today at Wayne State University at 1 p.m. titled Eavesdropping on America's Conversation About Race. Uh, Michelle has been doing a lot of work in the last few years, kind of collecting stories and conversations about race, encouraging people to have conversations about race uh, in our country. And uh, her speech should be one that uh, people are going to really take notice of. And she is going to talk to us about all of that at about half past the hour. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. I also want to say, just before we begin, a couple words about uh, attorney Cliff Woodards, uh, who was killed in an auto wreck uh, over the weekend uh, with a with a police cruiser. Uh, Cliff was a friend of mine, not a very close friend, not a really great friend, just somebody I knew around town. Uh, but I really uh, appreciated a lot of things about about Cliff. I uh, loved how much uh, he knew about our criminal justice system here in Detroit. He spent a lot of time uh, at Frank Murphy uh, dealing with the various problems of our criminal justice system, trying to advocate for clients who, in many cases, uh, don't have great advocates. Cliff always was uh, a solid advocate for people who who found themselves uh, at the wrong end of the law. Um, he also, though, was somebody whose really wry sense of humor uh, and great observations about things uh, brought a real levity to to a lot of very serious issues. And I always appreciated seeing him and hearing him talk about the the kind of funny aspects of his work. Uh, or seeing him on social media talking about it. It really is tragic uh, that he was uh, killed in that auto wreck. This is, of course, a time when all of us are dealing with unexplained loss in a really spectacular way uh, because of COVID-19. This is a reminder that uh, that kind of loss is always with us and always a possibility. Uh, So I want to send out condolences to Cliff Woodard's family, uh, and his other friends, uh, he will be he will be missed here in Southeast Michigan. Okay, up first today, the coronavirus vaccine rollout represents one of the biggest logistical challenges we have faced in our lifetimes. So far, we've seen some hope, a lot of bumps in the road, and an overwhelming feeling that this should be going better than it is, especially at this point. Now that we have vaccines, how come we're not further along in that process? But public officials continue to assure everyone that pace, that the pace of getting shots in arms is going to continue to accelerate as we get further and further into 2021. On Detroit Today, we are hearing from each of the three local county executives about how the rollout is going for them and in their communities. I talked with Wayne County Executive Warren Evans on Friday and tomorrow We're going to hear from Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle. And today, I am happy to welcome Oakland County Executive Dave Coulter to the show. Dave, welcome back to Detroit Today. Stephen, always great to be with you. Thanks for having me. And by the way, I just want to say I share your sentiments about Cliff. 
uh, a wonderful and iconic lawyer in our community and, and a great loss. So yeah. I appreciate you starting the show that way. Yeah, no, it's very sad uh, for him and uh, for his family and, of course, for all of us as well. Uh, yeah. I, I want to start here with uh, what you think Oakland County residents who are eligible for the vaccine right now, what should they know about navigating the system uh, and and this early phase of the vaccine rollout? Uh, that it's frustrating, and I understand that, and I get that, <laughs> and we have tried to make it as simple uh, as possible and to take away as much of their frustration as we can, and I'll talk about a couple of the things that we've done to do that. Um, perhaps our expectation or some people's expectations is that we might have been done with vaccinations in February and March, but, uh, you know, the reality is we were never going to have this done by February or March, and it's probably going to be closer to summer before most people who want it have it. Uh, but the good news here in Oakland County is that we have the infrastructure in place. We have the capacity uh, to do this. We simply don't have uh, enough doses to meet the incredible demand. And, you know, that's, that's frustrating. You know, back in, the, back in the early part of the pandemic when we had issues with PPE, we didn't have enough masks or, or ventilators or the like, we were able to work with our manufacturers, for instance, to help, you know, to have them convert their manufacturing over to help us get more. We, we could go out and procure more. We can't do that with vaccines. So we just we have to be patient and wait until the pharmacies and, and the federal government uh, manufacture and distribute them to us. And it, it really boils down to that. Hmm. So so give us a sense of how the overall rollout of vaccines is going in Oakland County, according according to your assessment. Yeah. I mean, if you take away the issue that we don't have enough, you know, don't have enough doses. And so and, and that causes the frustration. But if you mm-hmm. take that away, um, we're actually doing very well. When we got our first batch of doses back in December, and I'll never forget the day, it was quite a celebration. We had <laughs> we had nurses in the health department that, that made a cake in, <laughs> uh, in celebration of the vaccine. It really raised all of our hopes. But but we got those doses in people's arms the very next day. So we we are ready. We have a plan. We are ready. We have vaccination drive-through sites. We have stand-up sites. We have the capacity to do this. And that's evidenced by the fact that in Oakland County right now, more than uh, 90% of the doses that we've received uh, are, are uh, have been given to patients have been given to residents, and that number continues to rise. And that's a very high number, one of the highest in this state. So we feel very confident about our ability to administer the, the vaccines. Yeah. Uh, it really, not to be a broken record, gets back to <laughs> how many we're getting. We're getting about 7,000 doses a, a, a week at the county health department, Stephen. We're a county of one and a quarter million people. Yeah, so you can start enough. to do that math and, yeah. and, and see where the see where the problem is yeah so so every day we hear stories from people who say it's been frustrating to try to get an appointment for a vaccine somewhere in metro detroit i, I hear it in every jurisdiction uh how, how do you think that process is going in oakland county and what could be better about it yeah it's that's that's where i'll say in the very beginning um we could we could have been smoother and one of the things that we learned is that uh people want to know that you have their information, right? There's a, there's a sense of calm that people get when they've 
given you their information, they're on the list, and now they can just sit back and wait versus having to call every every week at a certain time and then not being able to get through. Our We had typically, for our testing, we had used our nurse on call phone number, and that worked good for testing. But what we quickly discovered is that that did not have the capacity to meet the demand for vaccines. So what we did pretty early on, and it's been up and running now for quite a while, is we set up an online uh, system. It's uh, it's at oaklandcountyvaccine.com. We call it Save Your Spot. And we said, look, go to Save Your Spot, put in your information, give it, tell us just a little bit of information about you so we know what category you're in and when to call you, and then sit back and relax and we will call you. And we now have over 400,000 people uh, registered on Save Your Spot. And, and frankly, I think it's done a lot to mitigate a lot of the frustration of, you know, uh, you know will, I, will I ever get called? Now, I don't know, what, you know exactly how long it's going to take us to get through 400,000 people um, at, at 7,000 doses a week, or hopefully that's increasing. Uh, but we will get there, and I, I hope that's given them at least a certain assurance that we know who they are and we will get to them as soon as we can. Hmm. Uh, I'm talking with Oakland County Executive Dave Coulter about uh, vaccine rollout in his county. We're talking with all of uh, the local county executives this week about uh, what's happening in their counties. We talked with uh, Warren Evans, who's the Wayne County Executive last week. Uh, We're talking with Dave Coulter today. And tomorrow we'll talk with Mark Hackle, who's the executive uh, in Macomb County. Uh, Give us a call if you want to join the conversation. Uh, Let us know if you've tried to make an appointment to get the vaccine. How did that go? Have you been able to get a spot and get um, at least the first dose of the vaccine? Uh, what was navigating the process like for you? And what do you think should happen to make that process a little smoother for people? Also call and tell us if you're feeling hopeful about what all this will mean about getting back to something that resembles normal in our lives. Of course, uh, that is really the anticipation that I think all of us have about the arrival of the vaccine is that it will bring life back to something that we recognize uh, and that we will stop having to do all of the things with restrictions and precautions that we have been doing now for almost a full uh, year. As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Uh, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work you into the conversation that way. Uh, Dave, I wonder what you think the state needs to be able to do to get more shots in arms. Is it that they are not moving things along quickly enough, or is this a question of the state not getting what it needs from the federal government? Yeah, um, I think it's the latter. I think the state is really the conduit from the federal supply. And so when we've talked to the state, they have been as frustrated as us. One of our early frustrations was that you didn't know from week to week how many doses you would be getting. And you can imagine when you're trying to stand up a vaccination drive through or a site, uh, how many appointments do you make if you don't know how many doses you're getting? So that was an early frustration. Uh, but the state shared that frustration. They said that they hadn't been told by the federal government. So one of the things that the Biden administration has said and has begin, begun to implement is a three-week minimum supply level so that we have at least you know, some assurance of a minimum amount 
for a, a period longer than a week so that we can begin to do that capacity building uh, in terms of the vaccination. So that's been helpful. But I do think it has been primarily um, a federal issue of, of the distribution. Hmm. So, so, of course, last week we heard from Wayne County Executive Warren Evans, who's really frustrated with the state because he's getting fewer vaccines per capita than any of the other large counties here in Michigan. And he says you're not getting good answers from the from the Whitmer administration. How has the response been to you about frustration about the number of, uh, of vaccines? And how do you think the state has handled, uh, again, this this question of how many there are and how many people uh, are able to get? Yeah, um, I would say, and I like the governor's analogy that she used in the state of the state, which mm-hmm. is that this is kind of a big locomotive that it was a little clunky and slow getting out of the station, but has now picked up steam. I think um, early on, we had the same kinds of questions. How, you know, how are you basing our allotment of vaccines? It doesn't seem to make sense to us. Uh, but we've now been given the formula um, that they use. And, and by the way, I, you know, and, and part of that formula is an equity lens that I think is appropriate. So counties, it's not just based on population and it's not just based on senior population, but it's based on other equity factors like income and race and access to health care and other things. It's a CDC lens. And so then you get a you get a multiplier effect. Uh, and I think that caused some confusion early on um, because. Some of us were just looking at just the population, but um, I don't think you can argue that we shouldn't look at this through an equity lens. We certainly try to do that with all aspects of COVID in Oakland County. And so, what, you know, once that formula was explained and we worked through it, I think at least for us here in Oakland County, we had a better sense of, of how that was happening. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, call with your questions about uh, vaccine rollout in Oakland County. Call with your questions about vaccine rollout uh, uh, region-wide here in southeast Michigan. Let's start with Bob in Troy. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh-huh. My question is, um, I live in Oakland County, and I went through the registration process. I'm registered at uh, one of the hospital sites. I'm registered with Oakland County. I'm registered with a pharmacy. And uh, in terms of frustration, uh, it depends, I guess, how you look at it. There isn't, as best I can tell, anything I can do but just sit and wait. And uh, But the question I have is, what kind of priority is being given to individuals in different age ranges? I understand that it's 65 up right now, mm-hmm. but uh, when the CDC first put out their guidelines, there, the people that were 75 and up were to be categorized first because of their much greater risk of uh, serious consequences of contracting COVID. Hmm. And then that seemed to go away. And I don't know about health conditions. You know, as best I can tell right now, somebody that, for the sake of example, was over 80 with serious health conditions isn't, doesn't get any higher priority than somebody that is 65 in very good health. Now, I, I hope I'm incorrect, but uh, I would like to understand if there's any priorities within this or if it's totally random. Mm. Uh, great question, uh, uh, Bob. And and the truth is, I, I hear a lot of these questions from people. I don't know that we're doing such a great job of 
making it clear what the priority list looks like and where people where people fall. Now, and I, I use myself as an example, and I think I might not be a great example because I don't think I'm anywhere near the front of the line at this point. But the truth is, I just don't even know where I would fall in the line, and I don't know when I get to the point where I am eligible for the vaccine how I will know uh, that I am. Dave Coulter, respond to what uh, Bob's talking about here. Yeah, and I, I can appreciate that, and, and, and maybe there hasn't been good enough communication around that. You know, we're in, uh, right now in Michigan, you're eligible if you're in categories 1A and 1B. You may have heard those terms used before, and you can go online and find out who those uh, include. 1A for us in Oakland County was the frontline uh, health worker, essential health workers that were working with the public um, uh, primarily. Um, 1B, the governor expanded Michigan to 1B, so that's when we went down to 65 and above and other health workers. Um, um, and, it, it, and, and in Oakland County, that now includes teachers and other frontline essential workers. That information is on our website, but I don't disagree. We could, uh, we could probably distribute that heavier. But keep this in mind as well. Again, toward this in this question of frustration. Uh, the 1A category, which for us in Oakland County is these frontline essential health workers. Mm -hmm. We still have 10,000 people in that category on our wait list. So in terms of where we're at, yes, we're, we're asking people in this 1B, 65 and up, essential workers, teachers, and the like uh, to sign up. Uh, but Again, we're just—it's a matter of doses, and, and we haven't even concluded our 1A portion of, of essential frontline health mm -hmm. employees. So, but but that information is on our website. That's not to say that that's uh, sufficient to make sure people are aware of that, but it is there on our website. Yeah, yeah. Again, Bob, thanks very much for the call uh, and the questions. Let's go to Martha and Troy. Martha, welcome to the show. Yes, good morning. Thank right. you for listening to me. Mm -hmm. I am 83. My husband is 88. He is in dialysis. Neither one of us has been able to access the uh, vaccine. We're both registered with Beaumont Hospital. We're registered uh, with the county. Now, yesterday, I registered with Meyer, and uh, I really feel that it's been incredibly mishandled. Mm. And... What what's the what is making you f feel that way? Is it that you are not getting the response that you? That well, there you... is no response. You simply uh, put your name in and pertinent information, and the next and you wait uh -huh. and wait and you call and wait. Hmm. I mean, not that I have a lot else to do, but <laughs> it would be nice to think that perhaps I could get the vaccine and feel a little more comfortable to get my nails done, et cetera, et cetera. I don't go anywhere or do anything particularly because I don't want to come in contact right. with someone who is less careful than I. Yeah, uh, Martha, I, I appreciate the call, and I think it's a really great question. Dave Coulter, what, what, what should she do, and, and how many people do you think are in that, that boat? She's eligible for the vaccine and can't seem to get uh, an appointment. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say, Martha, thanks for doing all the responsible things, because that's still really important right now, maybe more important than ever with the variants that we're seeing mm -hmm. and the quicker spread of, of COVID in our communities. It's still really important to do those precautions. Um, 
but you know the the the, the difficult answer is she's she's done the right things. She signed up with the right people. It's not just the county that you can sign up with. It's your healthcare provider. You know the health system, whether it's Beaumont, Ascension, Henry Ford, whoever you use, they have lists. And eventually the pharmacies will be doing this as well. Um, but beyond that, she said, well, now I just, you know, the waiting is what's, you know, so difficult and frustrating. And I, I totally appreciate and understand that. And um, I wish I had a better answer other than uh, when we get them, we'll get it. We'll get them out to you and we'll call you. But I, I understand that at this point in, in early February, we're, we're, we're getting antsy because, as you said earlier, um, Stephen, in my view, it is hope. There's hope on the horizon. We've all been, you know, dealing with this for almost a year now. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, there's anxiety around it. There's economic insecurity around it. There's all sort of things um, wrapped into this. And there's hope on the horizon. And yet we've got this, you know, fourth quarter to go, if to use yeah. a football analogy. We, we still got this time when the virus is rampant in our communities. And if anything, the variants give us pause for for the danger of it you know you see what's going on at university of michigan um and so um we're we're not there yet the hope is on the horizon but the horizon is still um just out of our reach at this point and i i get the frustration around that i'm frustrated as well mm-hmm. okay dave coulter uh, Wayne, uh, oakland county executive uh, always great <laughs> to talk with you thanks very much for joining us today my pleasure Stephen. thanks we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, award-winning journalist and former NPR All Things Considered host Michelle Norris is going to join to talk about her keynote address today at Wayne State University titled Eavesdropping on America's Conversation About Race. Stay tuned for more Detroit Today. 